Welcome, my beloveds, to Talk and Tea with Esha. Thank you so much for being with me today. I am excited to be with you wherever you might be. And I hope you've all had an amazing week since we were last together. Today in our podcast, I want to talk about what it means to be human. Now more than ever, we are in the midst of a deepening evolution of our humanity. My belief. And so it's only right that we begin to talk about what it means to be human when we look everywhere in the outer world and we see so much suffering happening. The deep, personal, soulful, heartful suffering that we see happening. And maybe COVID was just um, the experience that helped to shift us into a deepening and awakening, as I would like to call it. And I call COVID an experience because we're all having an experience of ourselves in something that we have no control over. And we're all showing up quite differently in the experience. And so, yes, COVID has been an experience that's either shifting us into deepening resistance or into a deepening awakening. But let me not jump ahead of myself. I want us to first get settled. Um, maybe you have your tea already. Um, we are going to just ground ourselves, center ourselves, come into ourselves. There's this beautiful thing that happens when we can pause to come into the interior of our being. And by the interior, it means that we become inwards. We do this practice of coming in to witness and observe without having to rearrange anything, right? And that's the beauty of stillness practices is that we're not rearranging anything so we feel better. We're allowing everything to sit exactly as it is, and we're just going to observe and be the witness in self and see how we show up to those things that make us uncomfortable. So wherever you happen to be, and you might've heard my dog barking, um, he gets excited by squirrels. Um, so wherever you happen to be, go ahead and plant your feet firmly on the ground. I want you to touch earth. I want you to feel the connection that you have with earth and her body. And then begin to feel the connection that you have with your own body. And so if you're sitting on a chair, you feel your sits bones, the back of your thighs, and maybe you're pressing up against the back of the chair. Allow yourself to just fall and settle. Straighten your spine. Shoulders relaxed and away from your ears. And keep your eyes open or closed. Let your palms lay gently on top of your thighs or knees. Feel the softening of your elbows 
your jaw, all tension being released from your face. And as you breathe in and out, just notice in your breath without, again, the need to change your breath. Just observe how you're breathing right now. Have you arrived into this moment? Without judging how you've arrived into this moment. As you sit and as you breathe and you're having an appreciation for your body, a gratitude for your body, an appreciation for the moment, appreciation for exactly where you are right now. So we can open the door within ourselves and just welcome, welcome the present moment exactly as you are. And there's freedom in that, that you don't have to shift and do anything. You can just allow, you can just bear witness to what is. So right now you're just allowing. No need to touch anything and overturn it and interrogate it with your mind. We're going to leave all exhaustion to the side for a moment. So arriving into your body, feeling and sensing, appreciating and having gratitude for the body, the moment, your breath, allowing anything that you've been gripping or clinging to, to simply settle your worries about the future, your grief about the past. Can you bring those two things right here into the present moment and just release them? And maybe as you do that, you're greeted with a little sigh of relief, a little lightening in your body, a little brightening in your heart. If you desire to take another in, another deep breath in, and exhale through the mouth. And taking another deep breath in, out through the mouth. And as you continue this form of breathing, deepening the in-breath, surrendering the out-breath, notice how your body is breathing. Just being in this intimate place with your body. Breathe in, return into right here and now with your most precious self. We'll take one more minute here and I'm gonna offer the space of 
silence so you could be with your most precious self. And then slowly allow your awareness to return to the space you're occupying. Take a moment to just feel and sense yourself moving out of that stillness practice. Notice how you feel. Perhaps a little lighter, a bit more peaceful. So today, my tea, simple green tea that I'm having today. So if you have your tea, go ahead and hold it in your hands. Let your attention drift to the warmth radiating into your palms. Maybe you can invite that warmth to radiate up into your wrist and forearms and elbows flowing up into your upper arms and shoulders, into your neck, creating a beautiful flush in your cheeks and face. Sense in your aliveness as a human being in this moment, regardless of whatever might be going on in the world, outside of you and the world inside of you, just for a moment, just sense this being human. And maybe you sniff your tea, you get the other senses involved. And when you're ready, let's partake of a sip together. Mm, so good. I'm such a tea junkie. I can't lie. If I teas and it's a childhood thing right because growing up in Guyana South America um being colonized um tea is is a it's like a rite of passage um for us and so um I love tea it's really as simple as that um, so let's get to it I want to start off with a quote I just ordered this book my grandmother's hands uh, and it talks about racialized trauma and the pathways to mend in our hearts and bodies. And what I've come to realize in my own experience, right? And, and perhaps you'll put this up against your own experiences too, because what I'm inviting in, in, our, in our sessions together and our talks, this, our wisdom talks, is not for you to take everything that I say as truth, right? But it's for you to look inward, look at your own experiences and see what resonates for you and how your own experiences is interweaving with everything else around you. So 
first quote um, that's in this book is from Franz de Waal, um, Our Inner Ape. The quote goes, the reality is that we are bodies born of other bodies. Bodies feed in other, other bodies. Bodies having sex with other bodies. Bodies seeking a shoulder to lean or cry on. Bodies matter, which is why anything related to them arouses emotions. When I read that quote, there was a flutter inside of me, right? Like I, I could feel something resonating with the quote coming alive. You know, sometimes we read things and it, it brightens something inside of us. Because words that we read are also energy, it's prana. And so it's going to have an effect on us, whether it's it's a, we think it's a negative effect or a positive effect. I, I try my best not to um, be on both sides of those things, but to just really stay in a neutral space to just receive what I'm reading versus creating additional uh, energetic karmic footprints upon myself, so to speak. But why I love this quote is that it speaks so directly to what it means to be human because we're in bodies. We're in this vessel, this body, and we're having our experiences through this body. We're not having an experience out of the body. We're having an experience in the body. And so as I look back at my own experiences, particularly the, the, the losses that I've had that, has create, that created such intense griefs for me, my grief was so physical. I could feel sensations ping-ponging in different parts of my body, my hips, my belly, my chest. And each of those sensations that were aroused inside of me, they were all telling a different story. The sensation in my hips, so hips represent moving forward. So after my husband died, I had some hip issues. And I realized, wow, what is this hip issue? What is it? signifying for me what what is this pain sensation telling me what is and what emotion is in that so a lot of the emotion was fear i will be absolutely honest with you and if hips represent moving forward what was i afraid of i was afraid of moving forward like how could i move forward now a single woman with two teenage daughters at the time how could I do this by myself? I panicked, gave me deep anxieties. I didn't know how to do that. And I have sisters who are single moms, right? And for them, they've been doing it for years now and it's nothing for them. But for me, I had never been in that space. And so I panicked. And I kept on panicking until I began to take little baby steps proven to myself that, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And I was doing it. And then slowly but surely, that sent a message to my nervous system. You can relax. 
and eventually the hip sensation went away. Right? And so as we live out these days of our lives, how can we begin to truly show up as fully embodied human beings? And as fully embodied human beings, it means, can I be a student of life, right? And life is the teacher and we're sitting in the classroom every day, every moment we're in the classroom of life. We're never not outside of this classroom. And when she calls and she takes that roll call, right? She takes attendance. I remember when I used to do this when I was teaching high school many moons ago. And you would, your name is called. And you say to your teacher, present. Right? How can we show up present in this, this dance, this lila that we are experiencing as human beings? How can we say present to our griefs? How can we say present to the inner ache? Whatever it is that we're feeling, whatever it is that you're feeling, wherever you happen to be in your life. And you can pause for a moment and just think, well, where am I right now in my life? What's happening for me right now in my life? And it might not feel comfortable. It might be very uncomfortable. Just notice, where are you right now in life? And how have you been responding to that? Whatever it is that has shown up for you in your field. Can we have the audacity to say, yeah, I'm present for this. I'm present to feel this discomfort. I'm present to feel this joy. I'm present for this healing that's coming into my life. I'm present for this laughter that's coming into my life. I'm present for these tears that are running down my cheeks. I'm present. And so if we can begin this practice as my, my yoga teacher, Rav Gates says, if we can practice coming into skillful mind states versus unskillful mind states, then we can begin this practice of moving into skillful action rather than unskillful action. And yes, these things take practice. I didn't get here overnight. And it's always practice for me. I'm always in practice with life. It's not about arriving at a particular destination. I'm showing up every day, boots on, hair done, little lip gloss now and again, whatever I'm feeling, but I'm showing up. I've got my notebook in hand and I'm ready.
And so as I reflect on my past experiences, I realize that at points in my past, I had such a poverty mindset. Poverty mindset. Right? And that poverty mindset or mind state was that I, I the, it was the perceptions that I held about myself and the perceptions I held about life, perceptions that I held about other people. Yeah, it was it was a poverty space, a space of lack, doubts, fears, all valid for where I was at the time. But this being human means that we journey not just with this mind, but we have the courage to journey with the heart. And sometimes we're afraid of the heart because we don't trust the heart and we've been hurt and betrayed. And so we want to close the door to the heart. I talked about how when I was in grief, I had a lot of sensation in my chest. And grief and sadness lives in the chest. And there were moments where I had such such deep uncomfortableness there. It, it was almost as if I could feel my heart breaking. And it, and it was because I just lost my husband, right? And so that, that's real. When you lose someone so close to you, it comes home and it hits you. And this is the other piece about being human. What it means to be human is that we can, we're, we're walking with life and death at the same time. And yet we ignore one aspect of this life. We ignore the death and we focus so much on life that when death comes close to us, we're surprised. Where did that come from? Right, like how it happened for me, came out of nowhere. Like, oh. And what hit home so hard for me with, with my experience was I was working with people who were dying and studying death and dying, but it was always over there, it was always with someone else. And then it becomes real when it comes close to you. And then and only then do you understand the fragileness of this life and the fragileness of being human. But also there's so much strength. There's so much beauty. And so there's the, this element that we hold, this yin and yang the duality within us, we're both beautiful and cruel at the same time. And we could look at our history and see the cruelty that we're capable of. And we could also look in history and, and see the magnificence that we're capable of. And I had to admit that even to myself that, yeah, I'm capable of both. And the cruelty is not just an action, right? So it's also about thought. Oh, I just had a very cruel thought. 
maybe the thought, the cruel thought I had was against my own self. It doesn't have to be towards someone else. Think about all the ways that we're violent to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we think about ourselves. And so as a yoga teacher and reading texts from sages that have that have passed one of and even our modern day wisdom teachers one of the teachings that stands out the most right and martin luther king jr was was his message of nonviolence reminds us of this, right? And in yoga, we have a saying, it's, it's one of the yamas called ahimsa, and ahimsa means nonviolence. How can we, as human beings, begin to practice nonviolence? Again, first with ourselves, how we act, how we care for ourselves, how we think about ourselves and then begin to spread that outward. So what it means to be human is to fully accept this end. And the end is the piece that links everything together, right? There, there, there's a link in that, that comes together. This end. Because the moment we decide to omit some aspect of our humanity from the full picture, we've deceived ourselves. And we don't want to live with deception. We want to live with truth. And can we be brave enough to accept the truth of who we are? You see, for me, that's the first step. First step is not to be in this place of denying who I am. I'm faulty. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm imperfect. I've got crooked teeth, right? All of these things and yet it's okay. It's actually more than okay. And I get to hold space for every single aspect of that. So I want us to come back to this place. I want us to practice coming back to a place within our interior where we can practice being total human beings. Not just the cookie cutter human being 
not just the human beings that conform to society and pop culture, not the human beings that are bedazzled by things that glitter. As those things fade away, we can ask ourselves, what am I anchoring to in this life? What is my anchor? What is my foundation? And if that foundation and anchor is no longer there, what am I left with? So we must make room for all of who we are to accept our vulnerability and our strengths, to accept loss and death, to accept all of our feelings. I mean, we came into this world feeling, right? From the traumatic wail of coming out of the dark womb for the infant to the traumatic pain of birth and life, bringing life into this world as, as, a, as a woman. So full thriving means full feeling, full acknowledgement of what we're feeling, full witnessing of the experience. And my greatest wish as a human being is that we begin to see each other, to see beyond our own small views, to really see each other beyond body, beyond flesh, to see each other as soul beings, to collapse the false illusions that were, were different that I'm black and this person white and that makes us different. Yeah, I guess you could say, you know, phenotypically we have different genes and I look different. It's the same way a, fro a rose is different from a tulip. But at the central core of the rose and tulip, it's a flower. <laughs> created by the same essence. So another quote that I'd like to read again from my grandmother's hands. And, and this one is by Ta-Nehisi Coates, Between the World and Me. But all our phrasing, race relations, racial chasms, racial, racial justice, racial profiling, white privilege, even white supremacy, serves to obscure that racism is a visceral experience, that it dislodges brains, blocks airways, rips muscles, extracts organs, cracks bones, breaks teeth. You must always remember that the sociology, the history, the economics, the graphs, the charts, the regressions, all land with great violence upon the body. We are human beings in a body and the atrocities that we have afflicted upon this body has been great. Yes, historical atrocities, as well as personal atrocities that we afflict upon ourselves. 
the personal suffering, the personal woundedness, abandoning those. It's a form of an atrocity too. We're just being honest, right? And I've decided that that's the only way I want to live my life. And it's a, it's a practice. It's a daily practice as a human being. You know, how can I show up to this landscape and offer it justice, right? Because justice isn't just for justice out there. It's also for what injustices have I carried out upon myself? Oh, my. I want to be present to see that in myself. Where have I carried out injustices upon myself? And all it takes is just to be aware of it. And when you're aware of how you show up towards yourself, something shifts and changes. That witnessing self knows that it, it can no longer go back to that state. It may take some time, but something begins to happen slowly. And so we as human beings are the only ones in all of nature that fail to see the magnificence in each other, right? Other species witness each other. But imagine what we could accomplish if we got out of our own ways. If we didn't see color, gender, socioeconomic status, and all the things that creates the separation amongst us. but we saw the golden creative potential in each other. That's a world that I would like to leave behind for my children. That's the legacy I'd like for us to leave behind for all of our children. It says, what it means to be human is to embrace our hearts, to keep coming back to the heart, even when we go through heartbreaks. I've decided that I want to keep loving even after deep loss. But I have to start by loving myself. No one else is responsible for loving me. And like when I found that out, I'm like, what? What do you mean no one is responsible for loving me? It was like such a huge aha moment. And this was years and years ago. I remember telling my husband, I was 33 years old. I remember telling him, you're no longer responsible for loving me. And his response was, thank God. Right? And and yes, right? It's but the world teaches us that someone else is responsible for loving us. So where is our responsibility? 
right? And so we come together as lovers and friends and companions. We come together with shared love. We come to the table already as love. And in the book, The Wild Edge of Sorrow, which I absolutely do recommend, the author states, Francis Weller, bringing soul back to the world means perceiving the world through a deepening imagination, one that is capable of experiencing our intimacy with the surrounding world of finches and dragonflies, creeks and woodlands, neighborhoods and friends. Everything possesses soul. It is only... It is, our, it is our myopia, our one-dimensional attention to things human that leads us to see the world as an object, something to be controlled, manipulated, and consumed. The earth is a revelation offering itself to us daily in an astonishing array of beauty and suffering. What is required of us is living with a level of openness and vulnerabilities to the joys and sorrows of the world. So as we, you know, for me, moving into adulthood isn't about an age thing. You have to earn being an adult. 18 years old doesn't signify being an adult. You have to, you have to earn it through experience and wisdom and being in the heart, acknowledging your soul, seeing in multi-dimensional ways versus one way, and fully journeying with all of what it means to be human and not neglecting any part. So this being human, this being human, I'm grateful to be human. I'm grateful to be here at this time, which is a, a very challenging time, but I, I'm grateful for it. Because it's teaching me a thing or two about myself. And whether we realize it or not, we all said yes to this experience because we're here. So in closing, I wanted to share a, a recent poem with you that I wrote, um, it's called Naked. I wrote it while I was walking the dog the other day. I see the raw bones of the trees in winter and I'm enamored by their courage to let go, be naked and totally seen. There's an aspect of myself that relishes in such primitive truth to be seen bones and all and not give a shit. To not hide behind my own foliage, but to let them drop when the season of shedding arrives. Why do we like to hide? Why can't we be more like trees who simply know how to be without pretending to be anything else? My walks in the woods is medicine, not just for breath and body, but for soul to call me home from this drama of conformity that suffocates. 
Then the hawk with its call lifts my gaze, a glimmer of the early morning sun on its white belly. I stop and listen, allowing my ears to settle into its language. It calls to its mate and soon she arrives. I smile at this and continue to walk along the damp ground littered with dead leaves. Death can be found everywhere, I think. We just have to see it and know how it's paving the way for new life. The dog looks at me like I'm crazy when I pause to listen or hold the trunk of a tree, but he's in a hurry to get to his next sniff. I don't care about his longing right now. I have a longing too. This precious moment I spend here amongst friends is as dear to me as the kisses I give my children. It's life given thanks to life. I must pause and listen to life in me, around me. The music is there if we stop to listen, if we let go and lose our leaves and just for a moment be naked in the now. To feel the breeze caress your bare bones. When was the last time you allowed that feeling? There's something wild and frenzied about feeling. I guess that's why people are afraid of it. It brings them too close to the sun. Death, I say, they're afraid of dying to whatever thing they're gripping so hard to. But I think we can't really know life until we know death. So I say to myself, let me kiss the sun and feel his heat. Let me be burned in its ecstasy of feeling. Then, and only then, will I know my true aliveness. We'll take a moment to just pause and allow our time together to just integrate, settle and wash over you to accept a piece of it, none of it. You get to decide what feels right for you. Come back to your, your own inner wisdom, come back to your heart. and have the courage to listen. So let's feel our feet against the ground one more time. If your tea hasn't gone too cold, take a sip. As you place your palms on your chest, Saying thank you to your body. Saying thank you to this experience of being human. All of the experiences. And then take your left hand to your right shoulder, right hand to your left shoulder, pull your elbows in, drop your chin to your chest, and just give yourself a nice squeeze. Just hug yourself. They say we need at least eight hugs a day. We may or may not be getting that amount, right, depending on if you live alone or you have friends that come over or family members. But right now, just go ahead and, and hug yourself. Just feel, feel that for a moment. And then as you let go, just 
Let go lightly. Let go lightly. We even loosen the grip that we have on our on ourselves. I love you so much. Thank you for the time. May you be blessed. May you have health. May you have joy. May you have abundance. May you walk through your day with ease. Namaste.